1: Ted Lombardo, did you know that at the very first Thanksgiving there was no turkey
2: served? It was deer or venison. I I, I didn't know that actually until you mentioned it.
1: We are full the fun facts today. There is no news at one o'clock. We're actually talking all things Thanksgiving. We're going to take a little visit to Norfolk Island because uh, in Norfolk Island they do celebrate Thanksgiving. They do. It's a public holiday. And it's all to
2: do with the the old whalers. It is. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of the um. We'll get the specifics from uh, uh, Tanya Anderson, but um, yeah, it's a throwback to the times when whalers would visit the island and. Uh, it was a, 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 a custom that um, they continue to do today because of that. So it is actually a day off. It's a public holiday. And, and
1: we're going to talk to a turkey farm as well. All that's doing. coming up between now and two. Our
3: buzzwords for today is
1: cravings. Cravings. We're talking cravings. We are talking cravings. Good afternoon. One and a half minutes past one on a glorious Saturday afternoon. Uh, Tad Lombardo and Pete Dillon with you. Tad, are you pleased to see the sunshine? I am, finally. It's nice and warm
2: and it's good.
1: For crying out loud. Um, (laughs) We're getting the the, the tone of your, the accent that you have may may indicate to some people who are not regular listeners that you are, in fact,
2: North American. I am from uh, northern New Jersey originally and I've lived in Australia for almost 21 years now. And you haven't lost your
1: accent much, although I'm assuming when you go home people are like, oh, you sound Australian they now. They do, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, we were supposed to be at a cheese festival as well. You know that cheese festival we've talked a lot about? Yes. Mm, well, guess what? Um, and and with, uh, with alarming regularity, hi, <laughs> Tad and Pete, listening from <laughs> New Providence, New Jersey. Linda, this is this is your mum. That is my mum. Who my I mum. imagine is, is reasonably delighted with, um, with President-elect? Uh, I think
2: a little bit, probably, but yeah. That's we'll a hard... have a, we'll have a longer discussion yeah. about that with your
1: mother one day when we're uh, suitably inebriated, I think. Yes. And after twelve months of president elect being president, and we'll see what, see what manner I... of chaos has rained down on That's the United right. States at that point. <laughs> 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 I am stirring your mother. I'm only doing yeah. it because I know I can. Um, hello, Linda, and it's delightful to have your company all the way on the other side of the world. Um, where we we are focusing our attention today?
2: We are. It's um, well, yes and no. Uh, in a way, it is, but it's also something that I learned, that, um, you know, after being here for 21 years, I do feel that um, it would be nice to have a Thanksgiving holiday in Australia. But um, do, you,
1: do you do it anyway? Do you have a little turkey and pumpkin
2: uh, pie and stuff at home? Yes and no. Sometimes we'll do it, but obviously it's always on a Thursday in the United States, so we would always do it on the weekend here. Yeah, um, Because it's Thursday and Friday off um, in the United States on the I think it's the 4th Thursday of um every November. And it's it's um, almost it's almost bigger than Christmas, isn't it? Well, it is. And and it's because it's a denomina- a non-denominational holiday, so it's yeah. not it's not necessarily a religious holiday. Mm. It's about, you know, getting together with a family, being thankful for what you have and about the food and um and it it's probably the that Wednesday before is actually the busiest travel day of the year in the United States. Wow. It's crazy. And it's also um I must, it, it's the start of the holiday season. It is because um, the, the the Friday after is called um, Black Friday, and um, it's called Black Friday because it's the um, the the big, uh, big uh, shopping day. So it's the start of the shopping season. Oh my God! It'll be my kind of hell. Yeah, and but, but there's good. Deals,
1: yeah, that's but you know, all those pieces, people in in Barney's or Macy's, I, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't, <laughs> I would end up in prison.
2: Well, yeah, it's just one of those things. One in Rome, I guess, uh, mm. you do as the Romans. But um, but it is, it's a, it's a, it's a big holiday there, and um, and again, it's about the food and and getting together with your family, and you know, um, having you get a two public, you know, two days off from uh from yeah, work, so. a really
1: a really long weekend, it and does. I guess that's why it's such a busy travel day because people think, you know, I'm I'm I can go back now, and it's. That's that's right. It's normally quite cold. It is,
2: yeah. I, I think in recent years it's been a little bit warmer than what it normally would be, but mm. um, generally it is quite cold. And um, uh, and and that Wednesday is is a, is a day that you don't want to be at an airport either. But it's pretty crazy. <sighs> no
1: airport, no shopping. I would be somewhere with a bottle of red wine, maybe a <laughs> napa. So so let's sort of go back and and give a bit of a précis of what, um, of what Thanksgiving is all about. So this yep. was. Uh, the pilgrims yes. who were the
2: pilgrims the pilgrims were, were Puritans and and people who came into the new world from um, from Europe um, to settle the 13 colonies and and they first landed at Plymouth Rock which is in Massachusetts uh, which and, and they've come from where are they British are they Belgian are they uh, a lot of them were, were fleeing persecute religious persecution from from different areas yep. but, Um. you know obviously there's a, a, a quite a large British contingent yes. um, uh, obviously the Britain uh, the UK they uh, you know wanted ownership of the 13 colonies and, Take over and, everywhere. Yeah, I was part of the British Empire, I guess, if that's the the right terminology for that. The thirteen mm, colonies, yes. Um, and then, so basically, in in um, uh, New Plymouth, which is where uh, Massachusetts is now, yep. um, that's where that holiday started. So it was to celebrate a good harvest. Um, there had been years and years of not having, um, you know, proper food and and they were starving, basically. So this particular year, back in 1621, One. yep. So it's almost 400 years ago they had the first Thanksgiving. Yeah, mm. definitely. And um, and it was a celebration of the harvest, and they also had, you know, the Native American Indians were, were part of that celebration as well. Who I believe were called, and I might cock this up, yep. but it's the Wampanoag Indians? You said it as well as I could. <laughs>
1: Wampanoag Indians. Yep. Um, and the first Thanksgiving went for three days. Yes. Uh, there were 50 pilgrims and 90 Indians. Yep. Um, and... Only five women were present. Were present at that first Thanksgiving because many of the the female settlers hadn't arrived yet. So it was just blokes. That's mostly. right. Yeah, the the, the people it there at Cornwall might have gotten a little warm, I should think. Um, Maybe it did. And then it's it's only two hundred years since. Um, it being official. Yeah. Yep. Now, this is fascinating. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going through a whole bunch of interesting facts yep. here. Um, Thanksgiving didn't become a national holiday in the United States until 200 years later. Uh, Sarah Joseph, Sarah Josepha Hale, who was the woman who actually wrote the classic song Mary Had a Little Lamb, mm-hmm. convinced President Lincoln in 1863 to make Thanksgiving a national holiday after writing letters for 17 years campaigning for this to happen. So
2: the first. National holiday was in eighteen sixty three. That's right, and and prior to that, actually, I think the original Thanksgiving was actually on a Wednesday. Believe it or not, uh, and if, if I'm wrong, please correct me. No, I um, don't think anyone's going to get the Wikipedia out and challenge that. No, no. That. But interestingly enough, um, Thanksgiving on Norfolk Island is always celebrated on a Wednesday. Right. Um, so it must have some sort of connection with that. It I imagine.
1: And we are talking to uh, the good folk, the good burgers of Norfolk Island today, Tanya Anderson, in fact, who's with um, the Norfolk Island Tourist Bureau. Yep. Because why?
2: Well, because um, they, they, celebrate they celebrate Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving mm. and it, it's a big part of their um, their food calendar there. They've also got the um, the Norfolk Island Food Festival that co- or every year corresponds with Thanksgiving. And um, this is awesome that we are is. talking about the Norfolk Island Food Festival. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. And, um, yeah, so we'll find out about those traditions and what relates to um, the original Thanksgiving side of things. Mm. And you Now, know.
1: The, the connection to the United States with Norfolk Island is yep. around the whalers, so whaling boats that would use Norfolk Island as a base, and they did that for about 150 years?
2: That's right, yeah. And well, even up through to the 1960s, I believe, and Tanya can, she'll sure confirm that, but yep. um, there was a, a whaling station there called Cascade Whaling Station that was open until the, or maybe it was the 1950s, I think it was, and um, um, there was that, that, that pro, you know, progression of Americans that mm. were were using that as a base, and it's all rubbed off. It has, and mm. yeah, I, I quite like that.
1: I'm fascinated about Thanksgiving. Uh, Tad Lombardo, of course, my co-host. Fifty um, percent of this program, you've actually done all the work this week, so you're ninety percent of the <laughs> program this week. I'm just your ten percent co-host, uh, and myself, Pete Dylan, It's eight minutes past one, and we are exploring. What Thanksgiving is all about. Uh, now, I know your mum was listening on the other side of the world. Yep. How, do, how does your family celebrate Thanksgiving? Because it's quite a, an individual thing, the way that families get... To, is, is there a football game or oh, there is football? football. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: There is football um, for those that like football. That's, yes. There's always a game on Thanksgiving Day that's quite... Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, quite big. There's um, a, a big parade that, that happens as well. The um, that, Thanksgiving Day Parade in, uh, in New York. Is that
1: um, the Macy's Thanksgiving yeah, Day Parade? Yeah. yeah. So that's mm. quite a
2: big thing. And, um, you know, whether people choose to go into the city for that or not or watch it on TV, it's it's part of that. And while that's all happening, obviously the food is somebody's preparing the, mm. the feast. So.
1: so traditionally, turkey and pumpkin pie. What else? Is, yep. there, is there a chestnut stuffing or is
2: that for the Christmas? Uh, no, there, uh, there, there could be a chestnut stuffing. Mm. Um, there's cornbread, um, you know, potatoes and roasted vegetables all that sort of all all, you know those sorts of things that you kind of um that we would associate with christmas here yeah um what's the seafood side christmas christmas
1: in in the northern hemisphere and our 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 inherited
2: british christmas that's right yeah um yeah so the minus the seafood side of it here um and basically it's just the um you know the 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 food and there's you know apple pie pumpkin pie for dessert and you know and obviously different families have their own traditions with different things and do you have traditions in your family um, Are there little? Do you exchange gifts, or is there? Not a, on Thanksgiving. No. no, no, and that's what's good about it because mm. it's not about a gift-giving scenario. So it's not a commercial it's, thing. No, it's a, not. It's about mm. getting together, and it's about the food, and it's about um, being thankful for what you have, and mm. and and yeah, and looking forward to. And that's ultimately Christmas. what it is about, isn't it? It, it is. is a day of, of giving thanks for. Your, your luck, your success, your yeah. luxury, your 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 wealth—that's right—and mm. your health or whatever it is—and yeah. yep, yeah, definitely. And and it's also the start of the Christmas season as mm-hmm. well. So soon after that, I mean, you know, we see a lot of um, Christmas decorations and things going away too early, I think. But um, but it kicks in. Well,
1: evidence. where did I? I went into the car park just behind <laughs> us here, in um, just off Little Collins Street. Uh, today and it looks like Christmas went in and basically vomited in the car park. <laughs> it is so overloaded with decorations. Yeah. Um and it's it's really reminded me that that
2: Christmas is almost here. It's yeah. it's quite fascinating. What are you doing for Christmas this year? I will be on a plane uh a few days before and heading back to um New Jersey for the first You're going time. you gonna visit Linda. Yes, we're gonna have Christmas together. So I haven't been home for Christmas in twenty years. So this is the first time I've always visited in the summertime. Mm. So what made I'll you decide this year? Um my partner Richard, I think, wanted a, a cold climate Christmas and, yeah. and I wanted to see my family at Christmas as well. So do you uh, wanna do a Christmas before Trump's inaugurated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, one well, less uh unless tr- no, uh,
1: uh, what are, what are the traditional North American customs for Christmas or traditions for Christmas I know that it's yep. always
2: cold it is always mm. cold um again it's you know a bit of carryover from Thanksgiving where you yeah. you know depending on which side of my family I'm we're, we're spending it with if it's the Italian side you kind of have more Italian more food. Side food yeah <laughs> um and if it's with my mother's side um it's more the traditional turkey ham mm. that sort of thing and um, and again it's just an overabundance. Do you go caroling? Do you do all that sort of no, stuff? No, no. No. People do, but no, we don't really do that. <laughs> it's cool. But I think we've we're so
1: um inculcated with ideas of a North American Christmas yeah. because of all those um
2: those those movies that have been thrown at us for years it's yeah. quite lovely well because a lot of those famous films are um, are, are you know based in, in America you know it's a wonderful world um, you know um, oh, I can't even think of it all the those very films best that used to Christmas
1: oh here we go here's Mama's <laughs> listening there's things you've forgotten oh, sorry. don't forget creamed onions candy sweet potatoes gravy lots of gravy and cranberry yeah. sauce Thank you Linda for your contribution to our program.
3: Joy 94.9 is on air 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but sometimes you can't always be with us when you want to. Here's the solution. Here's the solution. Listen to your favorite Joy 94.9 show anytime with our Joy podcast service. Our team of over 30 volunteers pick out the best bits from around 60 programs that Joy airs each week, made available to you for free download. To find a podcast of your favourite Joy show, search for us in the Featured Providers section within the iTunes store or find them on the Joy website, joy.org.au. Joy podcasts, any show, any any show, any time, joy.org.au. We
1: are spending today... Exploring Thanksgiving, and we did mention at the top of the show that uh, American whales had a big impact on Norfolk Island, which is just up off the coast of Australia. I say just up off of the coast. Um, it's probably a little bit further than just off yes. the coast. Tanya Anderson is the president of the Norfolk Island Tourist Bureau, and she joins us on the phone. Tanya, good afternoon.
3: Hi, how are you going?
1: Good, Hi, Tanya. Thank you. Um, give, it, give, us, uh, give us a bit of an idea geographically of how far Norfolk Island is from Australia, first of all.
3: Yeah, sure. So um, if you look on a map, and we're kind of in a straight line out from Byron Bay. So we're mm-hmm. situated um, in between the southeast coast of Australia and New Zealand. So if you fly across, the flights are from Sydney and Brisbane. So from Sydney, it's about two and a half hour flight. So I'm actually not 100% sure of the exact location of Norfolk, but if you know Lord Howe Island, we're just a little bit further um, past Lord Howe, um, sitting out in the South Pacific.
2: And what's the the climate like generally, Tanya? Is it pretty consistent weather being in the position where you are? Yeah. Yep.
3: Yep. So we are um, subtropical, not a tropical island, which means... Our weather is pretty constant all year round. We don't get really cold in winter and we don't get very hot in summer. So, you know, we sort of just have the two seasons throughout the year, but very pleasant. Um, today it's about 22 degrees, clear skies, a um, little bit of a sea breeze. It's just beautiful.
1: And Tanya, what's what's the population of Norfolk Island?
3: Um, look, it's probably around 1,600 Uh, permanent residents that live here. We are, um, a tourist destination. So at any one time, there's about five or six hundred visitors on Norfolk during the week. So obviously, it feels like there's a lot more people because we're only a small island, but probably about sixteen hundred permanent people that live here. And, um, you know, we just describe it as a little community country town, but we're surrounded by water.
1: Oh, beautiful. A, a tropical country town, yeah. let's, let's call it that. Tanya, what's the um, uh, the connection to the United States and, and whalers? We tried to give it a bit of a, a go-over just uh, before we spoke to you, but there's, there's a very strong connection between the United States and Norfolk Island, is there not?
3: Yeah, well, look, it goes back, obviously, years and years ago. Um, our heritage as Norfolk Islanders is from Mutiny on the Bounty, so, with the mutineers, they originally settled on Pitcairn Island, and at that time, um, back in the 1800s, there was, um, you know, just whaling boats, American whaling boats that passed by uh, Pitcairn Island. And when they settled here on Norfolk in 1856, um, in the early sort of late 50s, early 60s, Norfolk Island actually had a whaling industry when it was all legal back then, and um, there are a lot of. American whalers that stopped off and, and worked in that industry and so they pretty much followed that their own tradition of celebrating Thanksgiving Day every November and here on Norfolk we've just kept it and um, we have a public holiday and celebrate Thanksgiving every last Wednesday um, in November. So it, it's just something that um, we inherited, I guess, from... From those American uh, workers that worked on Norfolk back in the whaling industry,
2: and um, how, how far is Pitcairn Island from Norfolk Island? It's, it's a fair distance away. No isn't way. It? Yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's nowhere near us. So it's it's quite amazing um, the journey that the uh, descendants of the mutineers made to Norfolk in eighteen fifty-six. You do have to uh, get yourself to Tahiti, and right. then from Tahiti, it's um, a couple of days on a um, bit sort of like a cargo boat. So mm, Pitcairn okay. Island is actually
1: one of the most isolated islands in the world. And oddly enough we are an LGBT station and uh, Pitcairn Island, and I'm not sure about Norfolk, but I know Pitcairn Island has uh, endorsed marriage equality and is now it's legal for, to, for LGBT couples to be married in, Nor- in Pitcairn Island.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. I, because well, I it's, a, it's,
1: it's an American protectorate. That, that happened last year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, sorry, this year I think. Um, between, if you imagine yeah. between sort of Australia and South America, if you were to sort of head across, you, you would almost you could run into Pitcairn if you like it, because it's very very small. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. But we're not talking Pitcairn. We are yeah. talking Norfolk. Who can yes. live on Norfolk Island, Tanya? <laughs> can anybody? Can sorry, I, could, that. Could I? Could I migrate to Norfolk Island? Could I come and live there, or do I have to be a, 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 a mutiny? Bounty
3: descendants oh, yeah once upon once upon a time you had to be like um a little while ago we had fairly strict um, immigration laws, but in the last probably five or six years, because um, we've opened it up you know just to encourage more people to come and live here. so if you are um, a New Zealand resident or an Australian resident, you can come and live here. no questions asked. um once upon a time, you either had to marry an islander or or buy a business but because we're sort of encouraging, you know, people to come over and, and, and live because there have been there has been a sort of move of some young some of the younger families have moved off Norfolk for various reasons. But um so in the last little while Australian residents or New Zealand residents, yeah, you can come and um come across and live or um definitely come and have a holiday.
1: Uh, My my sister was there. I I think it was two thousand fourteen or two thousand fifteen, with her husband, and they discovered that we actually have a a familial connection to the bounty on my mother's side. So I'm kind of covered anyway. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
3: Um, (laughs) Can you remember the Can you remember the family name? Yeah, the
1: surname is Young, and in the in the in the cemetery at Norfolk there are Youngs. uh, buried in there and, and we can yeah. we can make that connection to um our, yeah, our family lovely. back in the UK. Mm.
3: Yeah. Well there's actually um eight original families and definitely Young was one of them and I think living on Norfolk at the moment there's only a couple of uh, uh descendants from the Young family that live here but there's certainly a lot of you know like Christians and Adams and Buffett and McCoy mm. but mm. um yeah and that's and that's a, the other lovely appeal about Norfolk is um you know, people are more interested in these days in their family tree and where they come from. So people do come over and, and exactly what you're saying, sort of re- do family research. So it's a lovely place for that as well.
1: Tanya, the Norfolk Island Food and Wine Festival, To give, give us a bit of an idea on, on what that's all about.
3: Okay, so um, this festival is in its third year and um, it is. the dates are always set to... Um, include the Thanksgiving Day celebrations, and um, so this year it gets underway on Monday the 28th of November. So I guess with Norfolk, what we pride ourselves on is living on an island, um, you know, we don't import fruit and vegetables. We do import a couple of things like ginger and potatoes, but they're obviously deceased free and everything. But we have amazing farmers here who just grow everything Um, in their farm so what we eat is just freshly uh, picked and cooked and um, it's just because we do live on an isolated island uh, we have to make do we don't waste anything and I guess growing up that's just how we lived but now with the food festival how we live we're telling the story more So um, with the food festival, we have a a lovely big night down amongst the convict ruins and there's lots of food stalls that people set up and and like I said, the food is delicious, it's freshly picked, we have amazing local chefs and cooks and that's a big fun family night out. But uh, speaking of Thanksgiving Day being the um, public holiday on the Wednesday, uh, most people go to church in the morning. Um, to the Thanksgiving church services and then the highlight there is the traditional Thanksgiving um, lunch. So with the food festival as well we celebrate and highlight our traditional cooking so from Mutiny on the Bounty from our history there. Um, obviously, that was English sailors and Tahitian women. So our traditional cooking comes from the Tahitian uh, women who um, were the wives and girlfriends of the English sailors. So with the food festival, we, you know, we we highlight um, our traditional cooking, which is using lots of banana, uh, kumara, coconut, uh, marinated fish, you know, fresh fish, beautiful dessert pies, and that sort of thing. So it's um encouraging people to come over. You can have a beautiful holiday on Norfolk anyway, but during the food festival uh there's just lots of uh, things happening where yeah, people can basically see what in a way what we take for granted, but we're we're just highlighting how um we are you know such a lovely place for just beautiful um good um you know delicious food of traditional as well as just normal that you can get in other places.
1: Tanya, you, you talked about freshly picked and and all of that. What what are some of the agricultural products or, or or, or what what do you grow?
3: Yeah, yeah, sure. So we we pretty much grow most things that are, um, are okay, obviously for a subtropical climate. So sort of sturdy stuff, I guess. With um, you know things like potato, kuma, pumpkin, lots of vegetables, From you joy, know, carrots, beans, just just kind of normal basic um foods and lots of herbs and salad things like beautiful tomatoes like we always get so many compliments that you know a tomato tastes like a tomato it's not just watery and <laughs> been on a truck for days or in cold storage for days you know these are picked on the day we also have um a couple of little industries now we have a goat farm there's just one goat farm here and they're mm. making lovely goats cheeses and Norfolk is famous for its cattle because our cows just roam the roads, um, anyway. So, um, there's a gentleman that, um, does, you know, cheeses from cheese, uh, cow's cheese. So, um, again, it's just what people can do with it. So with the goat's cheese, you know, you, they might marinate it and serve it up with some, you know, homemade breads and, and beautifully fresh raw beetroot or something like that. So, when you look at what we grow, it may not be anything exotic or or really um, different. It's just that what it's just what everyone does with the food and and what we create with what we've what we've got access to.
2: Yeah, and do you export the the cheeses that are that are made on on the island at all? Or is no, is it, at no.
3: The, yeah, no. At the moment, they don't have enough in production. Both of those. Right. Um, Little farms do to tours for visitors.
0: Yep. So
3: after they're tasting and we have weekend markets where locals can buy the cheese as well, once that's done, at the moment, they're not. They're more like boutique industries. Um, yep. Maybe in the future they'll get bigger and, and export. But I think for Norfolk, um, I don't think we'll ever have anything that's massively produced that is, um, is enough for, for export, I don't think.
1: Tanya, it it sounds fascinating. If people want to know a little bit more about Norfolk or perhaps they want to trace their own um, familial history, they may have connections on Norfolk that they didn't know about, what's the website for the Norfolk Island Tourist Bureau? Yeah,
3: sure. So our website is norfolkisland.com.au. And um, if people listening can't find the information on our website, there's a contact us option and that will come straight to our office and we'll be more than happy to help.
1: Fantastic. And a final question for you, Tanya, currency. Can I come over there with Aussie dollars or New Zealand dollars or American dollars? What do you take?
3: <laughs> it's all Aussie dollars.
1: Excellent. Good stuff. A, a deli- we
3: make it we make it nice and easy for everybody.
1: <laughs> Indeed. So the Norfolk Food and Wine sorry, the Norfolk Food Festival runs from the twenty eighth of November through December two. Tanya, it's been a delight to talk to you this yeah. afternoon.
3: You're welcome. Thanks
1: for having me. Thank you. Thanks for your time. That's Tanya Anderson. Bye-bye. She is from the Norfolk Island tourist Bureau. fascinating conversation. We could have gone for hours. Ah, easy. Yeah, like a history lesson. Mm, It's crazy. Indeed. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and we'll see if we can stop uh, other announcements crashing into our program. 28 minutes past one right here on Cravings on Joy 94.9. G'day, I'm Pete Evans, and you are with Pete Dillon on Cravings on Joy 94.9. You are on Cravings here on Joy 94.9. It's 25 minutes to two, Ted Lombardo and Pete Dillon with you. We're talking all things Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving today, and we couldn't really talk about Thanksgiving, Ted, without talking turkey. No, that's right. It's, it's a big part of it. And in Victoria's northwest, just in the edge of the Wimmera, a little place called Dad Wolves, Dad's Wolves Bridge, where you'll find the very scary-looking big koala. <laughs> I don't know if you've... you seen it before?
2: I actually have not seen it before, but I'm intrigued. Grew up, I grew
1: up near there, so uh, our next guest will know a little town called Warwicknabil. But there is this huge koala, and it's quite an evil-looking
2: thing. Right. Have you graffitied it in the past? I don't graffiti anything. What are you saying? I'm just asking the question.
1: Daryl Deutscher is a turkey farmer. He's the owner of Deutscher's turkey farm in Dad's Bridge. Daryl, hello.
0: Yes, Good afternoon, Tad.
1: P- Peter's Pete Daryl's Tillens- here <laughs> with me as well, so it's right hey, here. You, you've got two of us, Daryl. So uh, Tad Tad's the American sounding one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, May tell us uh, tell us a little bit about the family. How long have you been farming turkeys at Dad's Wood's Bridge? Um,
0: I've been here since 1982. Pete.
1: Right. Yeah. And is it just turkey meat, or what? What are people buying from you that's, uh, th- that that makes it a, a sustainable farm? I suppose.
0: Um, yeah. Look, all cuts of turkeys. We sort of. Um all our all our male turkeys gobblers go into portions basically, so you know it's everything from whole turkeys to buffets to breast rolls to fillets to uh, Marylands and drumsticks and wings and liver and necks and just about anything. All yeah. the
1: good stuff. Uh, and am I correct in understanding you also sell the feathers?
0: Yes, I do. We we sell feathers um, um, through Mayfi tackle. They go to America. We sell them to craft, um, to fletchers, and. Um, yeah, you know, whole heaps of things. Actually, as a bloke today wants making feather bow ties, wants to get more feathers too. So I was going to
1: say, what do people use turkey feathers for?
0: Um, um, the things see, so feathers were used for: quills for writing back in the old days, before we had um, nibs and things mm-hmm. like that. So they um, use them for um, the shaft on arrows, um, uh, uh-huh. fly, uh, fly fishing, very very popular. Um, And craft as well, too, and millinery.
2: Oh, there you go. That's interesting. And you've got rare um, breeds as well, don't you?
0: Yes, yes. um, We're very passionate. Actually, we've just had a hatch last night and spending a lot of time getting them out into the brooder shed and and identifying, toe-marking them and things like that, too. So um, that's a great interest of mine to preserve and invent a lot of rare varieties of turkeys.
1: And what what are those breeds that you farm, Uh, Daryl?
0: Oh, look, we can go with bourbon red, bronze, blues, blacks, um, crimson dawns, um, black winged narragansett, lilacs, um, cinnamons, um, narragansett, oregon grey, painted, sweetgrass, slate, royal palms, just to name a few.
1: And, and what is it about rare breed turkeys that, that appeal to you?
0: Um, I've got just that I'm passionate about that. Um, we do sell their meat as well, they don't grow as quickly as the commercial birds. Um, their meat is probably more gamier and a little bit darker and um, more slow growing. So, um, yeah, all those sort of things. But, yeah, it's just something I have a, a great passion for, Pete. Mm-hmm.
2: And all your turkeys are free range, is that right? Yes,
0: they are. Yes, probably open range, more so. Open yes. range, yeah. Open yep. range, free range. Yes.
2: Is, is there a difference between open range and free range? Is there? A-
0: oh, look, yes. Um, I guess technically, there, free um, free range should be shedded at night. air birds are not shedded at night. Oh, okay. Most of, them, most of them.
1: And and these the turkeys have a bit of a bad reputation for being a little bit aggressive and um, not pleasant birds to be around. They're a bit like geese, I suppose. Are they? Are they, are they good to get along with, Daryl?
0: Yeah, they are too. Look, it's only in the breeding season when the males are full of testosterone and they want to fight and chase anything that moves basically. Well,
1: that sounds like a Saturday night in Melbourne, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> exactly. But otherwise turkeys are a very extremely curious bird curiosity didn't just kill the cat, it kills turkeys too, that they um, investigate anything and everything, they let you know if there's anybody around the farm that shouldn't or anything that shouldn't be there, if I wear the wrong coloured clothing into a shed or past a pen, they'll give me a serve as well. Um, Yes, so they're very inquisitive birds, curious birds. And the...
1: The meat itself, so about 25% of your output is the rare breeds, which you're quite passionate about. So the other 75% are are run-of-the-mill turkeys. Obviously you're going to be selling them more at this time of the year than you would, say, in March.
0: That's quite right, yes. Yes.
1: And is there a demand for turkey year-round? Is there a demand yes, for the yes, meat? Yes, we
0: sell turkey just about every week of the year um, into markets in Melbourne and such, um, and smoked, uh, a lot of people smoke, um, a couple of customers that smoke turkey all year-round. Oh, yummy. Um, sell the smoked turkey um, into the markets in Melbourne or the Marylands and um, spare parts, we call them, hindquarters, quarters, six wings, necks, livers, some breasts, some whole turkeys. But, yes, we're selling turkey all year-round, Pete.
1: And is it, uh, uh, Daryl, uh, from a health point of view? Because we're all particularly health conscious. Is it duck is known to be to be quite fatty um, and have a lot of fat under the the skin of the duck before you actually get to the good bits to the to the meat. Is it the same with turkey, or are they a little leaner?
0: No, a lot leaner there. Um, probably omega three fatty acids are very important. Um, to our to our well-being. Um, especially the rare turkeys have a lot more omega-3 fatty acids than normal. Um, the big problem with turkey a lot of the time is they don't have enough fat. So people try and cook turkey the same as beef or lamb or other mm-hmm. meats at 180 degrees, whereas we always advocate it, keep it slower and lower, please, um, because there's not as much fat in the meat and the meat is still moist and tender. A lot of people tend to dry turkey out because they cook it too hard or too long. So mm. we appeal to anybody, please keep it lower and slower, and you'll get the rewards.
1: And obviously basting the turkey is, is again, we were talking yes. about uh, yes. those, those Christmas movies we see from the United States they are always basting mm-hmm. turkey. Um, Darrell, one of the other tricks I learned from cooking chicken, because many moons ago and I was a chef, is in the last sort of 10 or 15 minutes of the cooking process, turn the bird upside down where... The breast is on the bottom of the pan so the juices that do exist elsewhere can actually drain into the breast and help keep it moist does that work with turkey
0: well we've heard all those sort of things (laughs) anything and everything do they
1: work or am i is this all made (laughs) up and someone's been pulling my chain
0: everybody has their own has their own method of doing it and i could write a book on the things people have told me about (laughs) cook, cook the perfect sort of thing too but getting back to your thanksgiving theme too yes we do sell a lot of turkeys at thanksgiving Oh, that's I've got to make yep. turkeys all over the Northern Territory, all over Australia. Americans all over Australia, they certainly love to celebrate their Thanksgiving. Um a lot of them all with big turkeys too.
1: How long does it take to grow a turkey, Darryl?
0: Um, look anything between um start of about ten weeks, we've got about a four kilo bird. Um, some of those male birds, um, by twenty weeks they're probably dressing close to twenty kilos, that's in commercials. The rarer ones don't grow that quickly, they grow a lot slower.
1: Which one do you prefer
0: to eat? Um, look, it doesn't worry me. I, I sort of, um, yeah, I just love all turkey, basically.
1: Very good. Well, mate, it's, it's been good to talk to you, and, and thanks for the lesson, because I've, I've actually learned quite a bit about turkeys. I didn't realise there were so many rare breeds, and I didn't realise that we were so close. So you're a couple of hours from Melbourne, let's say, about... Three and a half hours. If you head out past the Grampians, um, uh, before you get to Horsham, you'll see that great big koala, which I think is sort of kind of across the road from your farm, is it not? It
0: certainly is, Pete.
1: Does it frighten you looking at it every day? It's a scary looking (laughs) thing.
0: (laughs) every
1: comment, every comment about <laughs> good stuff that's uh, Daryl Deutscher from Deutsche's Turkey Farm, if you want to know more you can go to the website and I'm going to spell this one D-E-U-T-S-C-H-E-R, Deutscher farm.com and you'll be able to learn a bit more about the turkey farm, thanks Daryl Good on you.
4: Thank, Thank you, you, Good to okay, talk to you, mate.
1: On. Cheers. Ta-da. Bye-bye. Uh, typical soft with the earth countryman, I think, Daryl. Absolutely. A, that's. A, I didn't realise there were so many rare breeds, and he grows them antibiotic-free. Yep. He grows them open-range, so they're actually really good for you as well. If you want to know more about turkeys, Deutsche Turkey, Deutsches, turkeyfarm.com.
0: Joy 94.9 in Melbourne, joy.org.au for the world's.
1: We are exploring Tad Lombardo and myself, yes. uh, Thanksgiving, and we've had another message from mum. <laughs> She's prolific. I love it. Um, we, Pete, we have wild turkeys in New Providence that are very aggressive. I had a dozen of them in my yard the other morning. They periodically like to chase the mailman. <laughs> he carries pepper spray for that reason. <laughs> now, New Providence used to be called turkey Town.
2: It did, yeah, way way back in um, the late 1700s or whenever it was first incorporated it was actually turkey a lot tab. of turkeys there was a lot of turkeys yeah and um, uh, that, that's, that's basically the reason for it um, is that really where wild turkey whiskey came from no I think that's actually more a southern yeah, it is. US thing Yeah. Mm. hey
1: but, um, yeah. now uh, we, the, the one way that we can celebrate Thanksgiving right here in Melbourne is on uh, November 24 yep. at Trunk which is just down on um, uh, Russell Exhibition that's right Russell Street Russell Street, yep. yeah, Russell, the, Russell Street, yeah, down Russell Street. It's around the corner from here. Um, is a place called Trunk, and uh, the chef from Trunk is Orazio Catulli. He's here with us on the telephone. Orazio, good afternoon.
4: Hi, Pete and Pat. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good, guys. Very good.
1: Um, why a Thanksgiving dinner at Trunk?
4: Well, we started a few years ago. And we did it to complement our diner, which was an American themed. Um, outdoor space, and we just had such a good response from him. we kept it really low-key and casual, and the response was so beautiful, like, it's only 40 people that we cater for, um, and I think we, we just hit it on gathering people together, and they, they did it so well, that. and we really like doing it like that, that we just thought we'd keep on going.
1: A good idea. Now, yeah. Orazio Cotulli strikes me as uh, perhaps an Italian name.
4: It's very Italian, deep, deep south from um, Sicily.
1: Okay, so you're one of those crazy buggers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Chances
1: are. Uh, molto loco, I think they call the the Sicilians and the it's Calabrians. You're always fighting with one another, aren't you? Always. Yeah. always. <laughs> so uh, the, the fascination with American food, I guess, is where I'm going with that. What what is it with um with American style food that you like? Well, the the street food that
4: we do in the diners, so the burgers and the dogs and that. It, it appealed to a market, and we just thought, you know, we really like to do it. It's it's something that you can have every day, you know. It's not yep. fussy; it's not in any way um, complicated for you as a consumer. And, we, and again, it really went well with our garden. We've got one of the biggest beer gardens or outdoor spaces in all of Melbourne CBD. So we just thought, let's let's give it a try. You know, we've got the, the restaurant that does the more formal, so we we approached. It the um casual dining with American food
2: that was about five years ago yep i'm I'm having a look now at the menu that you're going to be serving on for the thanksgiving dinner and yeah. um and it's it, it looks amazing you know the the turkey and you know all the the sides and everything and um so it's very um traditional thanksgiving dinner, which I think is great um and one of the things you've got on there too is aside from all the uh the other amazing things is the cornbread which I think you cannot have a Thanksgiving dinner without cornbread yeah no look
4: we um. We tried to keep it as, as true as we could, and these these things just popped up when we, when we started thinking about it. We put obviously turkey, cranberry sauce, you know, yep. and we got the cheese bake, the, the mac cheese bake that we do, um, and, and cornbread. We just thought, you know, how beautiful, and we just thought, let's go with it. Um, um, if, Ted, just,
1: if, if Ted's mum was here, she'd say you'd need creamed onions and candied sweet potatoes. <laughs> yeah just so you know, I'm just reading <laughs> off my screen.
4: These are things
2: that you apparently need for Thanksgiving.
4: Yeah. And did, yeah, do you, just, oh, sorry. The beets we do, we're doing a... We're introducing a little bit of modernism with the beets. But we've got a beautiful bead, pomegranate salad, which is in line with what we do. So we've split it up a little bit. Uh, but again, beautiful creamy mash, um, the rose pumpkin. So was, that's good. And the way it comes out, it's a shared meal. Okay. So we, we have, two big tables, all the food comes out. You could be sitting next to someone you know or across from someone you don't know. And we really have the interaction of sharing the food and talking and, and meeting new people.
1: That's really what. up. Razio, we, we, we're going to have to stop, mate, only because this this line we've got is really ropey. It's actually getting very difficult. We're only probably catching every second or third word from you. So um, what we might do is direct people to the website so they can find out some more about the event which is happening... Um, on the 24th of November, Trunk will be celebrating Thanksgiving uh, right here in the middle of town. Um, thank you to Orazio Cotulli. We'll try and catch up with him again at another stage. That was just a, a bad line, getting a bit hard for us all, all to hear.
2: It is, unfortunately, there's those
1: technical problems. So if you want to know more, you can go to um, Eventbrush and. Uh, just type in Thanksgiving dinner at trunk and you'll be able to catch up with, um, what those, uh, tickets look like and what the menu looks like. So there's some butter roasted turkey, uh, roast beef. There's, um, oven roasted macadamia butternut pumpkin, which may fill in if you're candied sweet potatoes. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, baked macaroni, beetroot and pomegranate salad and a whole bunch more. So that is on the 24th of November at trunk. It's, um, I think there might be some American beer involved as I well. Think so. Which is rubbish. <laughs> Seriously, American beer is such rubbish. I'm not a
2: fan of for beer, For the most part. Yeah.
1: It's, I just find it really weak and tasteless yeah. and insipid. There is much more to come here on Cravings on Joy 94.9.
0: All day, every day. Joy 94.9 on air and online at joy.org.au.
1: It is three minutes to two. We've had a lovely discovery of um, all things Thanksgiving, Tab Lombardo. It's been very interesting, actually. Mm, and it has. Coming up on the Escape Pod, they'll continue the theme of things North America with James and Diego from uh, the Collett Travel Company. They're going to be talking about all things North America, which is um, a nice way to follow on from our Thanksgiving program. It's, it's like we planned it. Well, we did, didn't we? <laughs> no. Of course we did. And Andre's sitting in there nodding his head furiously going, yes, of course we did. Um, they will take you travelling from 2 o'clock. And, of course, all through the afternoon here on Joy 94.9, you can be entertained and enthralled with all manner of interesting programs taking you up until the music starts later on tonight. And you can plan your Saturday night party. What's on for the rest of the weekend for you, Ted? Uh, just
2: working. And just hopefully working. enjoying a little bit of the sunshine. that Making we're Making gonna- chocolate. Yeah. Tomorrow is going to be a stinker. It'll be a beach day tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be in my air-conditioned box, but that's okay.
1: How does air conditioning affect
2: the chocolate? Uh it's you have to have it. Mm. So yeah, it's not as much air conditioning. It's very low humidity, and um, yeah, it, it 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 cools it down quite a bit. So between twenty twenty-one degrees and sixty percent humidity.
1: Nice. I will never forget being at a um, a masterclass demonstration at uh, Deacon Edge with Johnny Yazzini yep. from New York. The that's right. Dessert yep, dessert guy, and. Um, him trying to build something it was sort of like the big demonstration of his appearance at melbourne food and wine festival yeah. and the humidity in the place and all the bodies and the breath and yeah quite a big space but that thing just would not work and it was it became almost comical watching you know this this world it can be known. sort of yeah 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 um, sort of working with kids and animals is, it doesn't work it, well you know <laughs> it was kind of funny um next week do we know what we're doing i think we do um, there's a couple of things that i think we've already booked in which is yeah. good um the Queen Victoria Night Market yep. or summer the Queen Victoria Summer Market we'll be talking all things Queen Victoria Summer Market and uh one of the uh well-known international chefs who is here at the moment for Good Food Month yep. Virgilio who is from South America we're going to be talking to him through the week so we'll bring that to you as next week as well and um then we're we're almost on the on the slide down to Christmas yeah it's coming quick so we will be talking Christmas over the next few weeks as well yeah but that's it from us for today. Ted, it's always a pleasure to have your company.
2: Oh, same. It was a great time.
1: And uh, as I said, Andre will take you uh, traveling to North America after 2 p.m. I think Corey's in with him today as well. So that'll be a fascinating program. And and stay tuned all afternoon to Joy 94.9, where we keep you entertained, enchanted, and up-to-date with all that is going on. I'm not sure if we'll have news at 5 o'clock. I hope so. Um, <laughs> you can always stay in touch with the station. Go to www.joy.org.au, or you can download, download a podcast of this program by going to joy.org.au slash cravings. It's two o'clock. It's escape pod time.
3: Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy
1: 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organization, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.